Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... That ghost witnessed my terrible crimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I have so many ideas already. I love it. Oh, yep. This is going to be a great haunted movie. Um, oh, yep. A great haunting movie episode to, to round off Halloween month for yes. the Life's a Pitch podcast. Halloween 2020. It's been a horror movie all year round, but we're finally we're finally finishing it off with That Ghost Witnessed My Terrible Crimes. Um, that's how it was given to us by All the Webs of Stage. Again. Second oh time in a row. Uh, thank you, All the Webs of Stage. A very good podcast. You should listen to it. So uh, they gave that title to us on Twitter at Life's a Bit Show. You can also give us titles on our Facebook page as well, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. So joining us for a hauntingly good time uh, this week is Joe Thompson and Charlie Gascoigne. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, guys? You all right? We're good, thank very you. Very well. Um, the, the walls around us have become very familiar in these trying times. What he's trying to say is we've moved back in with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and and presumably, ne- never has there been a better time for a ghost to turn up. Exactly. Because exactly. I can just yeah. say, Dad, there's a ghost here. <laughs> you deal with that. Get the hoover. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> with a piece of paper, put it under a glass and throw yeah. it out of the, the throw back door, out. please. <laughs> This is how I treat ghosts, uh, dental appointments, meals when I'm here. Uh, truly, I've become an amoeba who needs everything catered for. It's excellent. Do, do I feel 12 years old? Yes. But do I get all the privileges of being 12 years old? Also, yes. So it all evens out. The real horror is responsibility, and I choose to avoid it wherever possible. Uh, yeah. no, nothing more haunting than responsibility. Yeah. Ooh, growing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, shall we get on with some haunting, horrible mentions? Yeah. <laughs> so this is the part of the show where we just go for a few more titles people have given us on the social medias and pitch what those films would be as well before we pitch our main feature which is that ghost witnessed my terrible crimes i'm just saying the title again because it's a great title it's a good uh, title all the webs of stage um so from jeff beard we've got the shed the shed okay (laughs) (laughs) i was uh, very much expecting a second half to that but uh... no 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 it's uh that's um that's it that's the whole thing the Uh, shed i like it i mean it's got it's it's got cabin in the woods, house on the left, energy. It's it it's it's a building. That's yeah. Right. It's like uh, we we often have a haunted house, right? Yeah. But like very 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 seldom do you see you know a haunted portaloo, or <laughs> um uh you know a haunted greenhouse even. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I I so immediately my brain went completely opposite way and said rather than the shed being the space that was haunted. 
the shed was doing the haunting <laughs> so it was just a shed that yeah. kept turning up in like so it's just like uh, waking up and like looking out the back garden being like darling I didn't know you bought a shed oh no I didn't buy a shed darling what <laughs> I don't know where that <laughs> shed's come from, and every day it gets a bit further down the garden. <laughs> okay, so let, let's set this on the coast, right? Somewhere, where's where's a uh, nice posh coastal air place in the in the UK? Filey, that's pretty that's posh. Not right? posh at all. It's not very <laughs> posh, <laughs> but it is nice. It's quite it's, dramatic. It's like if if you took Scarborough and then said actually house prices are getting too high in Scarborough where else is there um, yeah. that's Filey yeah. having holidayed enough Skegness. in Filey uh... why are you going Skeg, why are you going shitter have you been outside <laughs> what about what about Newquay Newquay Grimsby oh, what about like is Bournemouth Bournemouth is pretty posh right Bournemouth I think is posh Hull Where's... Hull sounds like hell <laughs> Oh, is darling, that, let's go to Is Hull. that on a coast? Is that on a coast? It's near the water, it's, isn't it? It's, it's, it's near a body they of water. They should call it Hull near the water. That's way better sounding. <laughs> yeah. Hull near Hull some water. Hull on the water. <laughs> what's, what's the one where there's like, usually something on the something is a bit posh, like something on the sands or something sands is usually a bit yeah. more Newcastle well upon to do, time. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I meant. Yeah. What Jersey? Yeah. That's a whole posh island. Oh, oh right. yeah. yeah, Jersey. Yeah, you can Jersey. Island. island. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, spooky. Okay. Can't get yeah. off. The only reason I wanted it by the coast was because I think there should be erosion going on, right? It's, it's think, a metaphor <laughs> for so, erosion. Like, the house was built, right? So someone's just bought some bought some land. They bought it for cheap. Right, but they want to sound posh, so they're like, "We've bought a lot, are we? We've bought a house on Jersey." Um, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it's Lloyd Grossman is playing the, the leading man in this. <laughs> Lloyd Grossman, <laughs> we bought pasta a house on Jersey. The pasta sauce man. Yeah, the, the through the keyhole yeah. man. It's about yeah, like he was in a film. <laughs> <laughs> no, He's done a lot of pasta adverts. He's done his Jews. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls up to the he pulls up to the land he's just bought and he's like, Darling, who would live in a house like this? Not me. Not me, that's for sure. Look at this house. It's about to fall into the water. But darling, we we bought the house. It's the wife. His wife. Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But darling, <laughs> darling, we 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 bought the house on the coast. No, darling, I bought the land. And what we can do is knock down the house and put the house right over there. And he points to an area of land that has a shed on it. Oh. Oh. Oh, so it's built on an ancient burial ground for a shed. <laughs> a very recent burial ground for a shed, Tom. Yeah. Because he's going to be recently, causing the burial ground. Recently buried shed. A to, a to be buried. Yeah. <laughs> TBB. They had a funeral for that shed and they, they burnt it down. That's that's it. The, the, yeah. Someone lit, lit a fire to the shed because someone died there. 
Yeah, it's uh, so it's, uh, an old an old woman comes up and she's she's like uh, played by Jennifer Saunders and she's like, "What are you doing? Can't <laughs> be knocking this shit down." We're building a house here, Jennifer Saunders. We're building a house. Me and my husband, Lloyd Grossman, we're building a house on on this land by the sea. This shed's been standing here for three generations. <laughs> Not anymore, it ain't. I got my torch. <laughs> I like the idea that he always has that. Like, in every scene that Danny DeVito's in, he's holding a flaming torch. <laughs> Even when he's inside or, like, in the bath, he's just it's always there. Yeah, Gotta go burning. <laughs> like, Grossman's wife just loves burning things. <laughs> he's just always so ready to riot. Like just, he's teetering. He's teetering. Even in, even in, even in this lovely island where they've moved for a better life, he's like, better, better take the torch. You I like, never know. I also, I also like how Lloyd Grossman's like clearly a big Tory, and like, and and Danny DeVito is a massive anarchist. But their eyes, their eyes locked over a picket line, and like oh, they the just fell in love. I married a pyromaniac. <laughs> it could Ooh. also be the title of this movie. <laughs> so we established uh. we established that someone died in that shed, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, Jennifer Saunders, I think. Like that's that's where this Ooh, is ending. Yes, we should have like a flashback to like a young girl dying in the shed. Oh. She went in there. And she couldn't get out. I thought I thought she you died. meant just that Jennifer Sorden was like, You can't you can't burn the shit down opens it up, goes in, look at all this and then Danny DeVito just closes the door and burns the shed down with her inside. That's just, that's what I'm I thought as well. Conversation. <laughs> Lloyd, look what I've done <laughs> Jennifer Saunders banging on the window, screaming, Let me out, let me out. No, you bitch <laughs> Burn. I think we do a classic we cl- do a classic ghost movie uh, move here, right? It's a classic ghost movie move, right? What we do is we, sh- sure, that can happen, right? But then yeah. he sees Jennifer Saunders just walk out the back of the, of the, of the shed, right? I love, yeah. I love how there's no mystery to this. To this she's the, she's a ghost. She's, it's clear yeah. she's a ghost, right? Yeah. And then as they're building that, so they build the house, like two months later, a house is made, right? They're living on this land, uh, and it's they're having a great time. Um, raising real, Jersey cows. Raising Jersey yep. cows as they've always wanted to do to get away from the political humdrum of, <laughs> uh, of, of picketing and being picketed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Eating beer potatoes. That's what they do in Jersey, isn't it? I've, I don't know. I've uh, <laughs> yeah. I know they have their own money. Yep. Do they? Which, isn't, which, which can't Can- be spent... Guernsey it's, it's has not that. Like I don't know about Jersey. I might be confusing the two. They both end in SCY. Yeah, and <laughs> they're both in the they're both in the channel as well. So yeah, yeah, the Channel yeah. Islands. Yeah. I, I thought they all had their own money, unlike, unlike Scotland, Maybe who has do. who has our money, but they just call it Scottish money. <laughs> Give us our money back, Tom. Scott, as we established in the last episode, Scottish money is real money. It's real money, guys. Yeah. getting that back for you. <laughs> Tom's a real Tom's a real uh, a proponent of, of Scots <laughs> Scottish like, money is real money guys yeah Scottish money is real money don't let him tell you uh, 
He thinks that is. He thinks that's a really important political uh, front <laughs> to be on. Uh, anyway, so the, so basically, what what it is is um, like they're having a nice time in this house, raising Jersey cows and doing whatever. They're like having a beautiful romantic getaway, and then Lloyd Grossman like opens a door and he's like, "Honey, did you did you know? Have you replaced one of the one of the doors to the uh, what's a what's a bougie room to have?" I don't know. The billiard room. The billiard room. room. Yeah. If you replace yeah. one of the doors to the billiard room with this strange wooden door, uh, and uh, she, she, uh, like Danny DeVito is like, no! Uh, <laughs> He's got two I'm torches busy. now. <laughs> I'm busy doing my nails. Um, <laughs> and and she's just, just hammering in some nails into the house. <laughs> He's got his own nail wall where he just clearly, when he's having a bit of a time, just goes and touches it. As he does it, you just hear him like, oh, gotta, gotta do my nails, gotta, gotta do my nails. We're doing the nail song. <laughs> my darling, he always, always want, wanted to start their own, uh, their own nail company. Um, <laughs> That's just a side story. Um, yeah, uh, yeah like Grossman <laughs> opens this big wooden door and um, uh, and essentially ends up in this terrifying shed that just like constantly turns itself into the doors. Like he keeps ending up in the shed and he's like, "What the hell's going on? It's all dark in here." The door closes behind him and he's like scrambling because but there's all blades everywhere, right? Because there's tools. It's oh, like yeah. s- secateurs and like. You know, a, a strimmer and stuff. When you, when you said they just keep turning into the doors, I was just like, Jim Morrison's there? <laughs> um, oh, spooky. Uh, oh. Yeah, we get a Doors soundtrack to this. Um, yeah. To this oh, yeah. Be um, great. He, he, that happens, and then he um, he turns around, and there's Jennifer Saunders. Because um, <gasps> he, he finally manages to find the door, he sees a light. Finally manages to find a door, like, see the light through the keyhole, finds the handle, opens the door, and there's Jennifer Saunders, and she goes, ah, and then passes, you know, like, ah, she says. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and, like, and disappears. Dying to be in another room going, ah! <laughs> the, the, classic, the classic haunting move I was talking about is, of course, that as we go on, we find out that Jennifer Saunders isn't the nasty haunting person that, that uh, they think she is. She's trying to save... Th- uh, them yes. from the shed which is the real malevolent spirit the oh. shed is really angry that it's been knocked down and it mm. is trying to kill them maybe she's seen like because she's so old and like she's seen like so many uh, attempts to knock it down so different developers like at one point they wanted to put like a, a steam like a like a like a train line through it uh, yeah. And then it the like hard Jersey train Jersey point A to Jersey point B in, in two minutes flat. I'm sick of it taking a 15 minute stroll from one end to the other. And like, and it hard cuts to like you know a train tipped over on its side and like all the 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 tracks mangled and just like the shed just still there like glaring in a shed like way. <laughs> And then I think I think towards because it's an honourable mention. I think towards the end of this film, they eventually they eventually knock down their own house in, and build the shed again in order to cleanse this place of its spirit, right? And yes. then they move the house back to where it was on the coast. They build the house there. At which point 
Uh, they open their front door and there is the ghost of the house that they previously knocked down. <gasps> Standing Ooh. there with the ghost of a train line and a ghost of... <laughs> <laughs> a ghost, ghost of, of a, a train line. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that they, like... they try to move the house back to where it was and the land is gone. It was erosion. <laughs> the real horror. Global warming. <laughs> Danny DeVito just wanted to spend some time with his nails. <laughs> I'm banging my nails into the wall. All right. Oh, um, so, from Mavis's existential crisis, we've got the creep of hell shit lake. <laughs> oh my god! Hell, hell shit. Yes. Hell, hell shit. shit. Like, what got, an incredible word. Have we got another one about erosion here? Like... <laughs> <laughs> the lake's creeping. Creep of hell the, shit. Like. Imagine living in the place of, of hell shit. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like something from Midsummer Murders. You'd leave. You wouldn't live in <laughs> hell shit. <laughs> terrible hell, place well, to <gasps> Maybe that's Welcome it. To Maybe, Welcome to hell shit. Maybe oh, the film in... begins with a full town agreeing that um, they need to all move away because they live near a, a lake called Hellshit Lake and that's not a good place to live. And it does yeah. stink and it's like a really... And so they all move and then they wake up the next day and the lake has moved <laughs> with them. Like and there's just like a big dry ravine where the lake has just burrowed through the, the land this to follow like the them. Shed too. <laughs> Creating a canyon through America. <laughs> I, I love this. I love this being set sort of in the kind of um, first colonies of America kind of kind of time. Like you know, like the you know that missing Roanoke colony that just disappeared. Yeah, it's like a mystery. It's like that, but with this lake that just follows this town around as they moved yeah. slowly down the coast. <laughs> they keep and it's, uh... they keep just burning down their old log cabins, moving like further down. There's further one down point where they like the they pass through another colony, and the other colony are like, uh, "Oh, howdy! I hope hope you're all okay." And they're like, "Yeah, just passing through." And then that night, a lake just burrows <laughs> through this colony. <laughs> that that lake just consumes. <laughs> that town it's oh, so good uh, yeah we're all we're all just refugees what from uh, don't worry about it <laughs> you'll find out soon enough anyway bye <laughs> you'll find out soon enough the, the, the narrator says they should have worried about it <laughs> so how does this film kind of come to a conclusion if, if that's if that's what keeps happening do they do they end up fighting the lake <laughs> There's got spears? to be a reason. There's got to perhaps be like, like maybe, because maybe it could be like, uh, like a metaphor for like, um, like pollution and things like that. So maybe it needs to like, they need to approach like one of the oldest people that they've got who eventually will like tell them the truth that like once upon a time it was a you know peaceful lake, but selfish people came and they dumped I don't know the bodies of somebody or the sludge of something and it's corrupted it so it needs like another sacrifice or it needs like a a, a a wrong writing in order to clean up clean up this lake and so they just put him in the lake they put the old person in the lake <laughs> just 
He's like, I didn't I mean, mean me. The, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, the, you're um, only I mean, OAP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. The the because we've said it in the first colonies of America. The easy thing here to do, and and obviously the thing that would would have been done in the past twenty years of filmmaking was to would would be to make it the the slaughter of Native Americans. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so in order to undo that, um they would need to all get in the lake <laughs> how do we unsolve this problem I just love how one guy's like let's get naked and get in the lake <laughs> and when like maybe a couple of people do it and they're like you know you're crazy you're crazy but then they realise that the water's getting a little bit cleaner and it's like oh it's working it's working and they're really pleased themselves but like die but they, they realise as they die the they're doing the right thing and it like yeah. goes lovely and clean and like maybe like there's a transition of like a scabby horrible fish suddenly becoming like a lovely clean shiny fish and it like moves along <laughs> next to a body so what this film is saying is in order to effectively make reparations to um to native americans america has kill to die son. yeah <laughs> just kill, just get in the sea literally get get in get in, well, get in the sea to be fair the other alternative is they fight the lake by writing some well thought out uh, reparation plans with the local uh, the local tribe <laughs> of native americans that yeah. ensure that the uh, both parties are equally uh, satisfied which isn't the most cathartic conclusion no it gets a bit pocahontasy like the white man's lovely clean tidy version of it as opposed to yeah. the real the, what we really want to see is just loads of Americans come to the unfortunate conclusion that they have to just die in order <laughs> to just put things drown. right yeah they think I guess the lake we just is the gotta drown. Yeah, yeah, just gotta go we just the old man said so and they and they do and, and it, and it pans trousers. out and that river becomes the Mississippi what <laughs> it what? was true it was a true story <laughs> I, I just love the fact that I looked back at this title and I was like oh yeah we've not got to the creep yet and then I was like oh no wait a creep could also mean the creep as in like it creeps yeah. after he's creeping. them he's creeping the, the creep of hell shit lake oh dear <laughs> Coming to Disney Plus exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> so those are all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week on our social media. We do ask for titles every week, so uh, follow us on our social media platforms for posts about titles we're looking for every week. Give us your titles there, uh, and we might just read them out and pitch those films on the show, um, as we have done this week. So... We now move on to our final major pitch, which is from all the webs of stage, and that is, that ghost witnessed my terrible crimes. <laughs> so I'm imagining this being like a crossover between like a, a haunting and a political thriller, because there's like a, a ghostly version of WikiLeaks out there. <laughs> 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 the only thing I had was, uh, in my brain, was a reverse haunting where someone has to try and stalk a, a ghost uh, because, like, it's kind of, I know what you did last summer, and they're like, oh, no. Instead of, like, running away or trying to hide from it, they have to fucking hunt down that ghost. Yeah, <laughs> they need to stop the ghost from, like, the ghost was the only witness to it, and because it's a ghost, it's like, 
uh, how how can I guarantee that this information could be contained? It's not a person that I can bully or do away with. Like it's a it's a ghost. <laughs> they they run on their own rules. Like how can we stop this? So so I'm thinking we merge these two ideas. So Harrison Ford is like director of the CIA. Okay. Yes. Right. And he is he has planned something, something bad. Like like sort of the ass- levels the, hitherto undreamt of. The, 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 uh, the, the destabilization of a socialist state, let's yeah. say. Yeah. So imagine uh, imagine if the CIA tried that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the CIA wild. How how vile would that be to leave an entire country in poverty? Crazy. Uh God, can you imagine? You, you said that with the with the same sort of tone as a nostalgia comedian. <laughs> Remember that? Remember the CIA dis- no, <laughs> destabilize no, a socialist state? Remember when they used happen, to do that? Tom, that was a obviously. simpler time back then, wasn't it? Simpler time. <laughs> couldn't do that nowadays. You couldn't destabilize a, a socialist state in, now, in those days. Back in my day, we were all at it. Just for yeah. fun. Oh, it's spitting. It's spitting. <laughs> destabilizing <laughs> socialist states. Remember that? Oh, Karl Marx. <laughs> Karl Marx. <laughs> He's the future. I've read him. Carney. Oh. 2012. <laughs> I was going to say, your, uh, your leftist reading is. Uh, I don't know, though. I kind of. Simplistic. I, I kind of like the idea of Peter K moving into kind of like leftist nostalgia critics. Like, just in exactly the same tone as he reminisces about garlic bread. I can see that. Called up the builder and asked if he had developed class consciousness. <laughs> So yeah, so so uh, Harrison Ford is the director of the CIA, who's plotting and has plotted, or ha- is it that he's done this, or is he's planning to do this? I, th- I think he's done many things. Mm. He's done many things. One of which is assassinated someone that would eventually leave an entire uh, an entire country at war and and um, uh, and in poverty. Yeah, yeah, something like that, or <laughs> or like a like a homeland. A security kind of trick, almost like a like a giant terrorist attack orchestrated by the CIA in order to destabilize the uh, the American the American government and uh, and push them into war, a needless war with a country in order to uh, get oil. Yeah, just fantasy, just fantasy made up cool <laughs> just... random things that have never happened. Yeah. Um... Just some big what ifs, you know. Just some big what ifs. <laughs> Just big what ifs. Some, yeah. Some very big hypothetical situations. Yeah. yeah. That that kind of stuff. So so what's his big thing? What's the real big thing that he's done? Um, he spat on a baby. <laughs> Do you know? I was so weird. I was gonna say ate a baby. We were kind of on a similar wavelength. Like something about his mouth and a baby. Right. That's good. Yeah. He spat on a baby. 
spotting a baby and he didn't even need to. Like there was no, oh. like the, the baby wasn't even on fire or anything. Like he just, it was purely. <laughs> Which, as we all know, needs to be solved by spitting on it. Yeah, because they're quite small. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like CPR. Like for, for baby CPR, you use two fingers because you don't want to like hurt them. Whereas like for babies on fire, you don't want to chuck a bucket of water and yeah. they'll drown. So you have to spit. Come on, Joe. This is basic life-saving. You need to know this. <laughs> Just imagining the fire brigade turning up. Nina, 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 Nina. Pulling And then the fireman getting out, running into the building is going... Spit yourself dry, boys. Spitting noises as the fire goes out. But this baby wasn't on fire. No, that's why it was so cruel. There was no benefit to anyone. It was just a purely cruel uh, shameful thing to do embarrassing yeah. for the baby well this is the thing he was he was just left in a room with a baby like he's, he was hosting a party yeah hosting a party and he just sort of goes up to his office just like I, I need to get away from all these all these horrible horrible rich rich American people who who I don't have time for I've got to work damn it I've got I've got to work and um, and he just sees on his desk someone's left their baby um, in like a little basket he's like what's this baby doing here and then he looks around makes sure that no one's watching and then just stupid baby <laughs> and then, and then, in the baby's and then he face. hears like a I saw that <laughs> <laughs> Oh no no no! This is right. This is, is the he gonna thing. Get a, he's gonna, is he going to get a note that says, "I know what you spat on that baby"? Well, no, just well, the ghost is... says in English, <laughs> "I saw you just do that. I'm a ghost." <laughs> well, this is the thing. He does that, and it, it's just a ploy to make us make the audience aware that Harrison Ford is a terrible person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and so that the party goes on, and then like the sort of sort of evening or, or morning after he he wakes up goes to his office and like scrawled um or like chalk on the wall just like the chalk lifts up and goes i know what you've done and it's like oh shit oh shit and then he starts sort of um burning like the hard Matilda. drives yeah i was just Kinda, thinking yeah. that all that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the chalk on the blackboard situation yeah yeah i, I know what you did um and he's like oh shit all those terrorist attacks are orchestrated for, for the government. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yes. burn these hard drives. <laughs> yeah, because he assumes he assumes it's like all the the genuinely hugely damaging things he's done. Um, yeah. He sort of totally scrooges the whole thing. He's like, oh, I've, I've got to learn a lesson. I've got to make these reparations, kind of thing. When in actual fact, he was merely seen. <laughs> spitting on a baby so what well, you're saying he goes over to you know uh booba or wherever the um or wherever the country is that he destabilized helps out helps restabilize welcome it. to the noble country of booba <laughs> i love how that accent was in no way regional to anywhere like, I was it's like, the booba accent <laughs> Everyone from Booba sounds like that. Is this Eastern European? Is this African? Is it Middle Eastern? Is it Asian? We don't know. Booba could be anywhere. South South American could be anywhere. Could even be in Canada somewhere. We don't know. The Isle of Booba. (laughs) Rich in resources, the island of Booba, eh? It'd uh, it'd make you feel good. 
From the minute we you started have... the accent, it went around that. It's like, we've got so many different nationalities in there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's basically the, the lost island of Atlantis. That's, that's what, that's where the, the country of Booba now is. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a strong socialist country before, uh, before Harrison Ford destabilised it. And now, it's at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. He destabilized <laughs> it both like metaphorically and physically from the plane. Geologically. It sank, <laughs> sank them. He, he yeah, it, when, when it says, when he said destabilized, he like, he does a sort of film noir voiceover at the start and he says, I've destabilized. I've destabilized in... countries. And it's just like, yeah, he, this, he geologically destabilized these countries. <laughs> Stabilized as in tectonic plates destabilized. <laughs> Who's playing oh, the ghost? Um, I was thinking Rick Mail, but in hologram form. Like his lines are all like stapled together from other films he's been in. Oh. <laughs> well, we've done we've done it before where we just put like you know uh, Alan Rickman and stuff, even though I, I yeah. Know, so we we'll just take Rick Ma- Rick Mail from whenever somewhere in the timeline, and it's all yeah. good. Okay. He can, yeah. he can. This can be a very prescient film from from 1994. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the height of the height of uh, Harrison Ford political thrillers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The it's early a good 90s. Year for it. It's a good vintage. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, a, it's Patriot just a, Games. a film with a lot of political foresight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back then it was just a fantasy. I mean, it still yeah. is a fantasy, but uh, here we are. And uh, the, the lost, the lost continent of Bo- the lost country of Booba, Booba. is yep. uh, is is under the sea now, thanks to Harrison Ford, and he's just burning all the documents that Booba ever existed, basically. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and this ghost is just like, I know what you did, and then it, the, this ghost has a whistle. I know what you did. <laughs> this ghost this ghost is mail. this ghost is known as the whistleblower. <laughs> you just hear this whistle like coming around the corner like <laughs> all, all the way through all all through Langley, Virginia, he's he's just walk, walking the corridors at night, he's hearing this whistle like Get out of my head <laughs> And Rigmail's like This is No, why ain't getting out of your head? Woof! (laughs) (laughs) This is slowly becoming. um, Oh, what's the one about him being an imaginary friend? Oh, Drop Dead Fred. It's it's slowly becoming like a a political thriller (laughs) version of Drop Dead Fred. (laughs) I mean, you know, could you could do worse? I suppose. So, like, I guess Harrison Ford is like um, goes to all of his contacts, right? In in uh, in the Secret Services, he's he's like uh, calling up MI6, and he's phoning up the the, uh, and he says people are gonna find out about. Uh, I, I need you to get me some information on the whistleblower, and they're like the whistleblower. What are you talking about? It's someone he knows information that I need to stop him getting out, and they're like. Well, and it's, uh, I don't know, Johnny English. Um, it's a crossover. It's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and it is like, well, I can't do anything for you unless you tell me what the information is. Uh, so what, what, what information are we looking for? You know, and he's like, all right, but you've got to keep this to yourself. 
He's like, yes, that's what I do as a member of the intelligence agency <laughs> of the United Kingdom. I keep things to myself and don't yeah. tell anyone at all. And he's like, well, I'm desperate. So he um, <laughs> he he's uh, uh, he says, well, I, I'm desperate. I, I destabilized. I destabilized a country. And he's like, you destabilized a country. Um, and and uh, he's like, yeah. Well, sh- shut up. And and then he's like, well. I'll, I'll look into it for you. And so he goes around all these different people telling them what he'd done. Yeah. He basically trying tells to on find himself. The whistleblower. Yeah. He's trying to, trying to track down this this mysterious terrorist he thinks is called the whistleblower, um, not knowing that it's a ghost. <laughs> I love that. And, and when he realises it is a ghost, they hold a seance in the CIA headquarters. <laughs> Who's they? Harrison Ford and because at this point it's he's turned to the supernatural people now so yeah. the Ghostbusters another crossover Ghostbusters Derek Akora yeah Uri uh, Geller from Most Haunted you could have Whoopi Yuri Goldberg Geller. from that film she's in where she contacts her dad um, crossing over with John Edwards <laughs> both of them are there crossing over and John Edwards uh, yeah. Jurassic Park it's a bit supernatural. That's things coming back from the dead. Yeah. Did you say Jurassic Park? <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, Jurassic the, Park's there. Um, all... Maybe the, the old woman from that Ghost Hunter film that used to be on CBBC. Did anyone ever used to watch that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Ghost scary. Hunter. The, the, um, the, little, the little Cockney boy. Yeah. yeah. E.T. Yeah. That's e. a good film. E.T. <laughs> <laughs> e. is there also sort of sat in this in this room holding hands of, with all these other people yeah. he sort of comes back from the dead right yeah, yeah. in a way uh, in the shed tube. the shed the there. shed from the, the film there. the shed yeah. um, uh, Jesus Jesus swole Jesus Jesus come back from the dead yeah Jesus come back from the dead Vishnu what to keep it balanced yeah, yeah. yeah. you want to represent all the all the, main, the maintainer yeah uh, Buddha yeah um, Bud Light <laughs> <laughs> Bud Light, Suds the the Budweiser dog. Suds McDog. Yep. Oh dear. Uh, 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 Whisper Gold. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, goes. that came um, back, didn't it? Um, yeah. Pile of paper clips. <laughs> yeah. So it's a big room. <laughs> it's so <laughs> large. It's, it's an atrium, it's isn't it? Really. It's like a sort of Doctor Strange Love War Room, but instead <laughs> yeah. they're all holding hands and trying to communicate with the whistleblower. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and Rick Mail appears in the center, and and Harrison Ford's like, "Ha ha, you're trapped," and uh, and Rick Mail goes, "I know what you did. You, you can't get away with this, Harrison Ford's character. You spat this, this, on a baby." <laughs> At this point, the entire building they're in is surrounded by protesters. Everyone now knows yeah. that, that, that Harrison Ford did all this bad stuff. And yeah. then the whistleblower's like, you spat on a baby. He's like, what? <laughs> and and then he's like, that's not what I, I said. And, that's and not, he goes, that's not what... E.T., play the tape. <laughs> and then... <laughs> yeah, and all of them, all of these people who were there to do, like, a seance The T-Rex thing, who is just holding hands with, with the t- velociraptors <laughs> from Jurassic Park. And they're like... <gasps> <gasps> All of this, everyone, right? All, all of them who have in some way benefited from CIA's meddling somewhere down the line that Harrison Ford's brought in to do this seance. 
Yeah. <laughs> All of them were there to try and protect, to, to try and help Harrison Ford, rid Harrison Ford of this whistleblower. And they all turn to Harrison Ford and go, You did what? And then, like... You spat on a baby? Suddenly, like, the door creaks open and there's just, like, a slow clap. And, like, everyone looks around and in walks the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Dressed like Boss Baby. Played by Danny DeVito. Played by Danny DeVito. No no CGI needed. (laughs) And he's, like... Um, he's just, you know, he's wearing the ex- like a miniature version of the exact suit that like Harrison Ford is wearing because basically the whole underlying plot is that Harrison Ford needs to also be destabilized and that in fact this baby will become the new head of the CIA yeah. in his place. I love how the Danny DeVito baby plays the role of the femme fatale in this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 pushing him in to do something that he couldn't resist doing. He's got a handful <laughs> of nails. Um, Bobby DeVito. There's a, <laughs> there's a, then there's a record scratch, and uh, you hear Harrison Ford's voice saying, "Now you may be wondering." How did I get here? Well, this story <laughs> goes all the way back to my years in college. And then you hear, like, freeze frame play, and it cuts back to Danny DeVito and Harrison Ford in college. And it's a college so rock film. A, so he's still a baby. He's still a baby in the past, in, well. the past yeah. in college. And Rick yeah, Mail's in there, but he's only half ghost because it's, you know, earlier on. So he's yeah. got a human Rick Mail <laughs> head. Top half only. And then he's just got this wiggly, <laughs> e- ethereal bottom half. And they're all hanging, you know, they're getting up to hijinks in, in college together. They're getting up to hijinks. Uh, I think, I think, uh, Bobby DeVito is a baby. He's been like promoted, like you know, he's he's gone up through kindergarten, first grade, but he's he's skipped loads most of the yeah. most of his schooling because he's a really intelligent baby, and he's currently working on a um, uh, on an experiment for an eternal youth serum, uh, in which he will die. Right, that that <laughs> yeah, experiment, yeah. he will die in that experiment. Yeah. Um, uh, then there is why a baby would be interested in a tail use theorem. I don't know, but he we're loves not being a baby. Question. He's really he's he's so smart. He sees the appeal. Like I he, can poop myself whenever I want. <laughs> it's the perfect crime. And uh, Rick Mail is uh, he's a bit of a sort of like a, a layabout. He's in order to fund his way through college. He's signing up for trials uh, in a in, in shifting someone into. Uh, the ethereal plane um, to, uh, <laughs> to to become, uh, and, uh, and 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 of course Harrison Ford is taking um, uh, destabil- geological destabilization yeah. course one hundred and one, um, which is initially which is initially just a class on how countries can become geologically destabilized, but that word really resonates with him, and he starts thinking if if not just they become geologically destabilized how how else could you become to and he becomes like you, there's like scenes of him like knocking over like jenga knocking over like a, a card <laughs> tower like he's and he's thinking like more and more like to what extent could you destabilize and through a country through the whole of this segment you see younger versions of everyone from the séance room baby <laughs> et a, like a, a, a version of the T-Rex with a tiny body with a head the same size. They're all at the same <laughs> color. Yeah, yeah, like small yeah. paper clips, uh, whisper bronze. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are we saying are we saying that we basically cut these scenes in between the various scenes of him hunting down? No, the entire genre shifts um, <laughs> about halfway through the film. So it's just a, at this point, after that point where uh, Harrison Ford gets his comeuppance, um, that is the end of that chapter of the film yep. and it's just a college romp after that yep. yeah it's it doesn't even romp. there's not even like any information that then like leads up to the the first half yeah, no. of the film no. they don't there's no for there's no foreshadowing there's no there's only context. the dramatic irony that we know what happens but like <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. else is completely it's only for our benefit that those things are like are put in there because they they they, they there's never any indication that they know where things are going to end up and this yeah. is because and, and the credits the real haunting was the haunting of a separate film <laughs> inhabiting the body of a different film. The, 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 it, all the way up to the credits, the credits roll when the Dean's been thwarted in his plan to, to, to like get rid of the, the mascot and Danny DeVito, the baby, has found uh, a wife. Um, and that is, that is a baby wife. Um, and uh, the, the, the dean is a uh, an immigrant from Booba. Uh, so, so yes. as, as a final prank, <laughs> Shh, I know what we gotta do, guys. We gotta destabilize his country. <laughs> uh, cut to credits. Yeah, yeah. freeze frame plays. <laughs> <laughs> All the small things. Oh, it truly really was all the small things. It really was babies eating. I think it, it says a lot. I think it make it would make a very it would make a very valuable point about a lot of different things. Not all of them <laughs> necessary, but it would or say interconnected. Them. Yeah, but it would say the th- those things that no one else has said. <laughs> it's, it's just a, li- a manifesto, you might call it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, it's, an it's a metaphor for us for us being complicit in just letting the government get on with these terrible atrocities exactly. while we just sort of sit around uh, being college the, the students. Moment, the moment they spit on babies, though, that's where we cross the line. That's yeah. it. Cross exactly. the line there, spit yeah, on babies. it's like it's like a metaphor for like um, politicians who who like say the wrong thing and that's bad, but doing the wrong yeah. thing isn't, and it becomes this whole thing of. So there are t- there are two messages in the whole film. Uh, political complacency is akin to allowing war crimes happen, and college is cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool important that that, com- that, that yeah. comes across. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. it celebrates a lot of films that we just think are good. <laughs> like, it, yeah. like, every, like, remember ET? That's a good film. Every, you know, and it's, yeah. it's like a little, a little and, homage. And to the it. credits um, are just. Uh, um, Marxist Peter Kay is playing in the background. <laughs> it's just you know uh, leftist uh, policies being talked about in a, a, a relatable, a relatable uh, northern accent. Uh. It's it's the Ready Player One of political thrillers meets meets haunting movies meets Animal House. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's the Ready Player One of that genre. Um, yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, just like a lot of remember that remember how cool that film was when that character came back to life uh, so that remember was Karl Marx <laughs> Garfield is also there yes. um, 
Garfield's, also... Garfield's in the background of every shot. Yeah, he's like an <laughs> Easter egg. Like you go back and you can always see a Garfield at some point in every shot. Just a really, really angry Garfield face. An yeah. uncharacteristically angry Garfield face. <laughs> it's the, but it's the CG one, the, the kind of Bill Murray CG one. Yeah. yeah. I just realised right this, at the camera. This entire film, like plays more like a creepypasta like this is a film that someone bought thinking it was going to be like a political thriller and they're like yeah. but then creepy Garfield appeared and I died <laughs> so that was that ghost witnessed my terrible crimes <laughs> I think we hit the pitch that is, ex- that is what happened though so yeah. you know we totally hit the pitch <laughs> we, we weren't wrong we weren't wrong um so thank you to everyone who's listened to this week uh, remember to give us a like and give us a follow on our social medias um, and I hope you've enjoyed Halloween hope you have a happy Halloween because uh, this is going out on Halloween today on Halloween on today Halloween. is Halloween today is Halloween and even if, it's, even if you're listening to this too late today is Halloween Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Today, today for you. In many ways, today is Halloween. Every uh, day is Halloween. Been, hope this has been a treat rather than a trick. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, give us a give us a like, give us a follow on on our social medias. Uh, Joe and Charlie, thank you for Help. coming on the show. Thank, thank you, you for, for having us. us. Ooh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed uh, enjoyed pitching some haunting movies. We certainly have. We've enjoyed ruining some haunting movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, That's all good. They, they, I think their their quality was definitely better than they would have been had it just been me and Tom. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can people find you if they want to uh, find out what you're doing? Yeah, so uh, Little Chicago Comedy Productions, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, uh, got so some cool stuff coming up. We have, yes, we've actually got a, a cool a cool announcement tomorrow. Well, I actually nothing. think it will say. be, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be in the past, and it'll already have been announced. So, Ooh. if you don't, if you haven't seen us do it, by the time you hear this, go back and look. And you'll see it. Ooh, the past. <laughs> that, that is, that is, this past is scary. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Uh, uh, well, uh, the other people, of course, other than your, your fine selves, that we have to thank are our uh, patrons and, and also our listeners. Thank you for mm-hmm. listening. And if you, uh, if you enjoyed it, um, please uh, do go and follow Joe and Charlie over on the social medias and things um, but uh, in addition we'd appreciate it if you tell your friends about this whole this whole experience that we've shared um, uh, with each other uh, be it, uh, us having made the podcast you having listened to the podcast that's a sharing of an experience um, mm. and uh, I would like you to, to share that with someone else so um, if you can that's the only way that, that the podcast gets shared between people we don't have a marketing budget or a network or anything so um, it is it is literally uh, the the best thing you can possibly do um, but if you want to help us out uh, monetarily keep us going through this uncertain time um, then I would appreciate it if you go over to patreon.com forward slash life's a p 
Pitch Podcast, where you can uh, give us a little bit of money each month, a uh, minimum of a dollar. It's a tiny, tiny amount, but it really, really helps. And it also um, helps tie you to us uh, because we are a small uh, a small podcast who likes to have like a personal, more personal connection with our patrons. And as such, uh, we allow, we read their names out every episode, um, uh, including any name they give us, uh, which (laughs) is, um, you know, it's the best joke in the podcast, if I'm honest. Um, And, um, of course, you can get a bonus pitch every single week if you... uh, uh, if you sign up at the $5 tier, um, we'd really, really appreciate uh, more people just coming and joining us. So it's only a dollar. Just check out patreon.com forward slash Lives of Pitch Podcast and you could join these people. That is Brandon Spanky Mills. If I can't smooch a hot wolf man on a Halloween full moon night, when can I? Mr. Beakfast, the tests are in and, and only Glemuel could withstand the forces involved in time travel. Jeremy L. Kayam, <laughs> Stephen D. Thomas, Fingers to hand. Glemuel, you understand that this time machine is a one-way trip? James Delaney. Brandra, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, but Glemuel agreed. You will never see him again until yesterday. Paulvin, <laughs> gather the children and head south. The busk weep horn has risen. I need to do that one again. Busk weep horn has risen. <laughs> Brent Black. I'm sorry, I didn't think the name John below would affect the bisques. The weepy brisk Bjorn. <laughs> the weepy crisk Bjorn Council are glad to announce that we've got plans for the last ever meal. What does that mean? Um, ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. The serial dragon of, of Wales has been Tom McGrath all along. Joseph Hegarty. Man Primister, the Jumbler is unstoppable. We have to trust in Glemuel now. The real Hans Zimmer. Honestly, Petvis, I miss Newcastle now that I've witnessed Shefferbrubry. Shefferbrubby. Alex NSFW. Carl, how the hell are you still fine? Your breakfast is inside out. Nikki! Jimmy Husk, my name is Glemuel, and I'm afraid I have some terrible news about your future son. Matt, have you seen this letter? It's signed by me, but I didn't write it. It says in five years you will invent a podcast. Tread carefully. Eden MW. <laughs> Tom, what the devil is a podcast? So those are all our patrons. Um, that's wow. changed. <laughs> That's changed since last week. That's that's brand new, most of them. Most yep. of them are brand new. I've never heard of Joe Hegarty before. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you. Thank you to all those people uh, who are, I guess, trying to warn us from the future about the <laughs> all podcast. All the past, we don't know. And the, we... and the, the name Jumbler. The name, uh, just to fill you in, Joe and Charlie, the name Jumbler has been a problem so far yeah, uh, this yeah. year. Um, yeah. It's been jumbling up the names. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess they're trying to stop that with time travel. That's what, what I would have done. Yeah, um, the bus creep horn and the uh, the weepy crisk Bjorn Council uh, are uh, seem to be getting on fine though. Imagine if we just had a podcast where we read these patron names out every week. <laughs> it's got, it, got it'd save us a whole lot of trouble doing pitches. There's a lot of like, law. There's a lot of law just for a, a list yeah. of names. It's it's been going on for a good two three years now yeah and it's it's our whole there's characters that have come and gone 
and oh. characters and that have returned. Return, been reborn in different <laughs> yeah. names. Big yeah, reveal. It's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an epic, is what it is. Um, but we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award. This is the award we give out to someone who's given a title based around an existing title and just had a bit, just had a bit of fun with it, haven't they? Just had a bit of fun with it, so we couldn't really do much with it. Bit of a lol. Um, bit of a lol. Bit of a L M A O. So or a ruffle. As uh, as the kids would like to refer it as, um, so this one this week goes to Ross Originals, and they've given us "Dude, Where's My Casket?" Casket, <laughs> 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 dude, where's my car? My <laughs> Only sells in the <laughs> south. Yeah. Oh, very clever, very high brow uh, <laughs> there. Thank you, Ross. Um, so until next week, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Uh, I've been Charlie Gasper. I've been uh, Joe Thompson. Across the hands. <laughs> Remember, Remember who pitched it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how nineties children's show that was. <laughs> That's my favourite read. <laughs> it could be on Blue Peter. <laughs>